0: I was a big anti-doping advocate when I was a pro cyclist. So when I pivoted to Strava, a lot of people brought me some interesting questions. What do I do if I think some guy is cheating? Should pros be on Strava? Seven dudes teamed up and took my KOM. What do I do? Today, we're gonna answer that. And yes, I'll get into the DM thing. Welcome to Strava Court. All right, Strava Court is now in session. We have to begin with the understanding that Strava has no bike check, no drug control, and the only rules of the terms of service that some lawyer wrote to keep them from getting sued, where purity and fairness in sport was probably considered secondary. At any time, someone can mount this to their car or just put it in their pocket and drive up a hill, take my KOM, and there's nothing I can do about it but hit the flag button, which they can then resolve by saying, trust me. Which thankfully doesn't work with police officers and actual courts. We should all remember that Strava is a social media application and not a bicycle race. They have the flagging system because we enjoy chasing KOMs. I get a lot of messages that Strava should be better about KOM enforcement, but it's probably pretty hard to have drug testing at the top of the trash truck hill KOM for example. Now I'll admit that I get a little dopamine hit when I take a KOM but it is nowhere near the rush of a race win and unfortunately beating my friend Ian Boswell up the Mount Baldy KOM for example doesn't make me a better bike racer and I know that because he dropped me that day I finished 14th. I've gotten many KOMs over the years from riders who I know are superior which has prevented me from attaching any ego to it at all. Bike riding should be fun and positive, so before you go contacting Strava's customer support about a lost KOM, just go to a bike race and get your butt kicked. You'll feel even worse about yourself, but you'll gain some perspective. Let's focus on the challenge of KOMs, the process of goal setting, and the accomplishment of finding your best instead of making an ass of yourself in the comments. With all that established, I can now address the moral gray areas of Strava KOM chasing. Is it okay to wait for a tailwind when I go for a KOM, or is that cheating? You are, of course, first and foremost guilty of being a dork. In track and field, sprint events are considered wind assisted if there's a significant tailwind. And those times are disqualified from the record. Strava's terms of service says that drafting a car is against the rules, but a gale force hurricane tailwind, kosher. So it comes down to this. How would you feel if you got the KOM? Would you go home with a sense of pride or would you know that it wasn't a fair fight? What about drafting? Can I team up with my friends? I do have friends, personally. I don't even bother with flat segments because I've been in a peloton where it's like a sleigh ride. You're just cruising along at 35 miles an hour. That's no sign of your ability. I have been known to draft a friend into the bottom of a climb because leadouts are sort of fun, but I wouldn't want help on the actual climb. I have lost uphill KOMs to folks who are working as a team, kind of a lower gradient. Drafting is effective. Uh, I lost NCAR, which is a well-known one in Boulder. I'm told it was a bunch of triathletes who teamed up. This doesn't bother me at all, partly because they did the work to get organized and take it together. They still had pedal hard and also because I would always lose that KOM to e-bikes and now they're the ones getting that notification twice a week. I do not wait for optimal conditions to attempt my KOMs, mostly because looking at wind forecasts is super annoying and dorky and forecasts are always wrong anyway. Then you get into air pressure, forget it, I'm not dealing with it. If someone wants to marginally gain my KOMs doing 18 less watts because they did that work, power to them. Does my bike have to be UCI legal? When it comes to equipment, I think people know how I feel. It's fun dorking out and having a really light bike. There's no shame in wearing a speed suit, and I love hiding my saddlebag and water bottles in the bushes to save grams. And Unless you're actually doing a UCI race, you don't have to worry about those dinosaurs. Sock height, give me a break. What about a time trial bike? Can I get a time trial bike? When it comes to time trial bikes, to do it properly, you've gotta narrow your shoulders and have your head down and your eyes forward. You gotta do all kinds of planks to hold that position comfortably. Most people don't even have a time trial bike, so kinda not a fair fight, but if you've got one and you wanna go through all this mess, fine. I retired from that. Strava has DMs now. Can I harass women? Should you slide into the DMs? Well, perhaps you shouldn't. Now on the one hand, you wanna meet your mate, doing what you love. I met my wife through the cycling community. On the other hand, women should be allowed to go on rides without being harassed by men. I believe the existence of Strava DMs will not make men any more creepy or women any more accessible. So men, if you have to slide into the DMs, just don't be creepy about it. Prepare to be rejected or ignored. Don't show up at their house. Take no for an answer. Women, if you're super concerned about your privacy, you probably don't publicly post your GPS location. Creepy dudes are approximately 99% of the internet, but in general, the folks on Strava are pretty great. My first DM was someone asking for recommendations on where to ride in Girona. I have a document of routes and restaurants. I've sent it to a hundred people over the years. They love it. They send me photos from the rides and coffee shops. It's great. That's what it's really for. All right, clear the court. That's the end of today's session. See you next time. So do I go to jail or what? Your sentence is one triathlon. (laughs)